0: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Leans.
1: Thanks, What you need to know is that we've got another Friday afternoon police chase. It is on. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? Got oh. a stolen vehicle pursuit on KTLA. It's a, it looks like it's like some kind of work truck. You guys got like a pickup with some... Yeah, it Some, looks like the
2: rear door from the pickup truck is like man, down, is and there's like two by fours in the back of this thing, and yeah. they're strapped down. I'm and, seeing it right
0: now. They're on Imperial. They're in Norwalk.
1: I mean, I'm a big fan of the Friday afternoon police chase radio. If yeah, you guys it are, yeah, seems like it seems like it's, it's now back to back weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
2: George. I think yeah. the next time you do play by play of the police chase, I think you got to do, it do in it as voice? Kevin Harlan. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's going over the median on Imperial Highway, going. <laughs> On the opposite end of traffic, now hangs a right on Hoaxie Avenue.
2: He's doing 72 miles an hour, and now he's driving across traffic and directly head on into traffic. Somebody stop that man. What's
1: he doing? Why would you you drive the wrong way? He's driving
2: the wrong way again down Hoaxie Avenue. He's got a gray truck, looks like a Toyota, with four-wheel drive type tires on it, with two-by-fours in the back that could come out at any moment. He's now jumping on the 605, it looks like, or at least going under the overpass. I think dueling Harlins is going to be our new thing. I really do. Yeah. We (laughs) Uh should do it for him. Oh, 100%. We have to have Mon and do it for him.
1: (laughs) That would be really funny. We need to do that, for sure.
2: Dueling Harlins as a triumvirate.
0: Oh, my God. Now he's jumping into, like, a dirt median, like, off the 605, off the 105. What is he doing? What is he doing? doing? Exit 17. He's driving on the dirt. He's headed towards Downey.
1: It's not a Jeep, man. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> what is he Just doing? like oh, me. Oh, my gosh.
1: She's tearing that, car, that truck apart. Oh, the apart.
0: car's not going to make it. No. Yeah. Why is he driving? <laughs> a, what is he doing?
1: Like He's literally driving in the middle of Oh, and of there's trees. a cop car right
0: there waiting for him. And now he, oh, yeah, now there's like a little canal ditch. He's not going to get past that. What
1: an idiot. That is a dumb move. Oh,
0: he went underneath? Oh, no.
1: He's oh, underneath. he's going
0: underneath. Underneath in the canal now.
1: This is like Come Greece. On, don't,
0: I can't lose the, the
2: picture here KTLA. Stay with me people.
1: Is that well, I the mean, river? The
2: the chopper can't do it because he's underneath the 105. Oh my god, he's he's going four-wheel drive now up the side of the canyon into the dirt. I what is Wait, this Wait, is that guy the river? Doing?
1: Like you know in Greece when they race on that thing, the the aqueduct?
2: What is yeah, this? Yeah, it's, guy a, it's doing? like a canal, yeah.
0: Oh. But I don't see him getting out of there. Like there's he hasn't moved. He must have under, sunk or maybe the car stalled. When he went down, because that's a pretty steep drive down.
1: Maybe that's why he's got those uh, two-by-fours, to build a boat. This is very creative, very
2: creative driving. Right, because the helicopter cannot see him.
0: And you could potentially get off on foot there and, like, just go un- stay underneath the overpass. Hmm. Wow. Now, I
1: want to know this where is, he's going. Like, what the heck? This is quite a picture we've got right. here.
0: There was something that just scooted out from under there. Is oh, he in a a, yeah. on a motorcycle or a bicycle? A bicycle? just No, My no, but it may not be him. That might have been. Oh, oh, oh there, there he, is he is on foot. Just like I told you, he's he's running under in the in the canal, between the canals, under the 105. There he is. It looks like he got off on foot.
2: Yeah, this is not going to be as exciting as last Friday, I don't think. No, there was yeah. a lot more driving last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was going on for like a good hour and a half.
2: Yeah.
0: I wonder if the guy on the bicycle was like, what the hell? That guy looked like he was pedaling really fast, too. So he was your just bike. trying to get away.
1: Maybe he's swimming. What's this guy doing?
0: Oy, I don't hey. know. He's hiding under the underpass right now.
1: Yeah, until they come get him. Like, them, what?
0: Uh, well, I mean, again, he could be walking under the underpass and uh, over the under the overpass, rather. And we won't be able to see him because of the angle of the helicopter, which is, I guess, in theory, pretty smart.
1: Yeah, but the cops know where he is.
0: I mean, they do, but he could just—I mean, eventually he's got to come out from under there, but he could hide for a while. Anyway, what just, that is why he's we... in Downey now. By the way,
2: really, officially. just like me.
0: Uh anyway, <laughs> that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spot. Good times, less than ninety minutes. He's in her.
2: Downey, just like me. Yes. Uh Cappy, sir.
0: Um, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Do you think at all that A.D. and LeBron watched that game and they seemed to be pretty into it, particularly with Austin? Yeah, especially as, late. As he was, right, finishing and closing that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you believe that there is a a potential advantage? Oh, there he is on foot. He's uh, he's walking. Oh, the, the camera's got him again. He's in trouble. He's walking into a homeless encampment now.
1: He's completely given up. He's not even like speed walking. He's just he's not running. Yeah, he's
0: just walking. Well, that's, that's pretty that's... steep stuff, Lindsay. So I would imagine he's winded. And do we know um, that it's
2: him for sure? Like, I mean, maybe it was because he did go down that bank and that embankment. And there was like a homeless encampment down underneath the freeway. Like, I don't know if we know for like, sure. Yeah, that's it could him. just
1: be an innocent guy who's like, well, I didn't do it anything. Could be. <laughs>
2: yeah, like I'm getting but, out of here.
1: I don't want to seem
0: to still have the camera right on the guy who was walking. So, you know, there's that. Um, anyway. Do you think there's any part of them that says, because, you know, you're a little bit removed from the game, and says, huh, that's an opportunity for us. There's a guy on an ATV now. I don't know <laughs> if that's the guy. <laughs> like, they don't know who which guy, to your point, is the guy. Right. Um, but do you think there's a, a potential for, hey, with us kind of sitting back and watching, we can kind of take a look at how we can make this work with this group?
2: To answer that question... As by, observers. Yes. Right? I, I think... It's a great opportunity because, you see, most people, I think, they think that the reason LeBron and AD didn't, didn't play is is in some way, some form of protest. I don't like what's going on with this team. Maybe I don't like what's going on with this coach or this front so office. So you don't
0: think that they're both – I mean, AD has suffered from hip issues this season. Of course season. he has. Of course he has. And LeBron has had an ankle thing all season, yeah. so you just think they're doing it as a form of protest. I,
2: I just think that it, LeBron – listen – Uh, LeBron should have taken off on Monday for sure after the amount of effort he had to put in on Saturday night against Golden State and he definitely shouldn't have been playing on Tuesday if he played on Monday I mean you got to give a 39 year old guy a little bit of a breather Um, okay especially by the way against teams like Houston and Atlanta when you know you're going to be playing a big game like last night on national TV against Boston So in some ways, I think that people think that LeBron, based on all of his cryptic tweets, that perhaps in some way this was his form of protest by saying, hey, everybody, I told you to do your job. Go do it without me, okay? Let's see what happens when you go do it without me on national television and you get completely humiliated. And then all the guys play their best game. And the ball movement last night, George, this is real analysis for you right here, the passing, the movement, the spacing, all the things that you've talked about, it was, it was better last night. I would argue that most, well, all players on the Lakers, other than LeBron and AD, know their role. Their role is pretty simple. Get the ball to AD, get the ball to LeBron. And if LeBron happens to give me the ball back, I'll be doing my job. Having them sit on the bench and watch these guys play good team ball and play with a lot of heart maybe gives LeBron a chance to breathe a little bit and go, you know what? Maybe I need to trust my teammates a little bit more. Maybe I need to ask more from them and not try and put them on my back all the time. I'm not saying that's exactly what's happened or that he might even see it that way. I'm just saying that maybe that's a possibility. What do you think?
0: Yeah, maybe. Or he just looks at like, Hey, this, this can work with this player in this scenario, X, Y, and Z. Yes. I do think that there could be something to that. I don't think he was doing it to (laughs) let them just sink. Uh, On their own, I I don't I don't buy that for a second.
2: Well, it's kind of like what you were saying about Darvin Ham, about how the organization is like watching him drown, you know, and no one's really sending him a life preserver. Mm -hmm. In some ways, when you play the way LeBron played last Saturday night and dude, look, he put in a lot of effort to win that game. And remember, Golden State's not that good. So, so to, to play into double overtime, I want to say the number on LeBron was like 44 or 48 minutes. He had to put in a lot of effort and a lot of energy. And then to play back-to-back Monday and Tuesday, it doesn't surprise me that he doesn't play Thursday, but it's Boston. So, you know, you could have missed Monday and rested, or you could have missed Tuesday and gotten your legs back. Right, but what if it didn't hurt? Okay, then you know what? Benefit of the doubt. The guys earned the benefit of the doubt. No question. But because of the cryptic tweets, because of the everybody do your job, because of all the talk that we've been going through all week long about who's playing, how many minutes, and who should be, and who isn't, in some ways, you just you just think that LeBron is sending messages at times.
0: Sure, I, I agree, but I don't know if he would do that by sitting. Like, I think clearly he's sending messages by saying what he's saying. <laughs> like, I don't think he needs to... Why would, you, why would he need to do that if he's already said as much?
2: Because you're playing against the Celtics on national TV. You know it's the Lakers' rival. You're not happy with the coach. You're not happy with the front office. You're not happy with the roster. You're pissed off at your teammates. And then you just say to everybody, go ahead. Play without me. See what happens. And then they actually play their best game against the best team. And it kind of surprises everybody. How did that happen? Because I'm telling you right now, Austin Reeves turned into Captain America last night. And I say it like that because he was on this USA team. And he has not been the player that he was a year ago. And last night, when this team needed somebody to step up and be a leader, he was the guy that took that role. I mean, he became Steph Curry last night. His shots were insane how deep they were. And over guys, and in, you know, the clock is running down, he's throwing up crazy shots. He was amazing last night. He was great. Do you think the pressure was off of them because both of them sat out? Well, there's no to...
0: pressure in that scenario. Exactly, like, like were... <laughs> You
2: have you have nothing to lose in that game. You there's no pressure because no one expects you to win, and there's also no pressure. They were 15 cause... and a half point underdogs. Right. And the they're...
0: Celtics are 28 and 0 when they've been 15 point uh, favorites or more dating back since 1990. But but Big okay? D,
2: when you say no pressure, it's no pressure of everybody thinks they're going to get killed. And it's no pressure of without LeBron and A D, we can just play. We we don't have to like have LeBron bark at us, give us the the eye. Oh well eye. listen, man. I, but here's what I would say. Boo hoo that LeBron is barking at you. Okay, listen, like I'm, I'm not feeling sorry for those on. guys. He, it's his team. It is his come team, on. man. Like, let's not be silly here. No, no, These but are, I'm just saying. You're that supposed they, to be an, a professional. Like they, who cares? But, but could but did they play looser? Because they weren't having to play looser because the, to, De, to DeAndre's point, they had nothing to
0: lose. The pressure was squarely on the Celtics at that point.
2: DeAndre, is that is that what yeah, you that, think? That's exactly what I'm going with, man. Because I mean, it, you can tell that they were able to play with spacing. They were able to shoot the shots that they wanted, and any shot they were able to shoot. I mean, they were able to
1: do kind of what they wanted to do, man. I mean, there really and was no because, strategic
2: game plan because they just went out there and defended. They got they were in the passing lanes. They just played. They just played loose, man. And Did they play loose because the pressure was on the Celtics and they had nothing to lose, or did they play loose because LeBron and oh, AD the were not? Was, the pressure were,
0: was definitely on the Celtics, man, for sure. I but mean, what
2: about what about not having to run everything through LeBron and
0: AD?
2: I mean, you
0: are going to have to run the run the plays, dude. Well, who they are they, they going to run it through exactly. if they're not there? I mean, it just well, that is my what point. It is.
2: That's my point. Is but we that don't that have is, to worry but... about those two guys. We can just all play. Right. Okay. I am not saying. Listen, George. <laughs> I'm I'm just telling you that I'm giving you another perspective. I
0: get your perspective, but that persp- see how that how well that perspective works over an eighty two game sample
2: size. Well, you know what? That would be interesting. No, it wouldn't be. It'd be yeah. really bad. We've <laughs> well, seen this I'd, movie I, before. I, I'd actually be curious to see a couple of games with LeBron resting right now. Okay. You got how many I think you got two games remaining between now and the all star break. Okay. Okay.
0: See how many games they could win without LeBron and A D over a season. I oh, bet I'm, you they they would be a lottery
2: team. Okay. Well, guess what? They're a 500 ball club right now, and they've okay. Had but they'd AD be way worse. Is my point? Well, uh, I'd like to see it at least for a few games because here's why. I'd love to see LeBron, especially right now, bro. Get healthy. You got you got this game against the Knicks coming up on Saturday night. I saw Stephen A. today on First Take. The Knicks are gonna wipe the floor with the Lakers. They're gonna destroy the Lakers. Okay, so guess what? Take the day off. Take off the game at Charlotte. Um, you've still gotta play Denver. I'm just trying to think of how many more games there are here before the All-Star Break. There's probably five games before the All-Star Break. You know what? Now would be the time to rest up, get healthy, so that you can possibly make a run. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details in the second half of the season
0: is that what you want to say to them when uh Rob Palenka invites you to do one of those talks that he invites famous people to do
2: you know um when Rob Palenka invites me to the Lakers to do a Ted type talk Mm -hmm. I am down double D you hear that big D I'm double D I walk into that locker room. I go, LeBron, listen to me, my dog. You take some time off here. Austin Reeves, D'Angelo, you don't want to be traded? You guys step up. Give this 39-year-old man an opportunity to rest his body to make a run here in the second half. Cover for him. That's what I say right there, George. That's motivational speaking for you is what that is. Excellent. In case you didn't know.
0: I'm sure that'll work out great for them. They oh, should I'm, sign you up right away. I'm available. I am available, and, I, and I'm offering. Speaking of signing up, you've been doing a great job getting people to sign up for prize picks, and uh, I'm curious what your prize picks are for today. A little Oscar de la Oya.
2: Now coming to the ring, Oscar de la Oya. See, si. I used to love when Michael Buffer would really, really, really go crazy with everybody's name. do the Oya. Really. You know, George... um. Yeah. Oscar is going to be making his rounds on Radio Row next week in Vegas, you know.
0: Oh, is he? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it makes sense.
2: (laughs) I got an email from uh, his PR guy. Hey, you want Oscar on the show? You're going to be on Radio Row? I'm like, "Um, yes, but no. Meaning, yes, I want to talk to Oscar, but no, I'm not going to be there. I will be there virtually. How about that? Sit him down Mm. in front of a computer and let me talk to him.
0: I mean, I do that. that. If he wants to come on virtually, I'm totally fine with that.
2: Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. All right.
0: Let's All see, right. Cappy. All right. I... um, uh, Cappy, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Made a lot of noise. Two comebacks in, uh, <gasps> in the uh, two playoff games. Okay? Now, I'm not saying this is for everyone. But, you know, in the NFL, there's a lot of teams who their head coach... Is an offensive minded guy like a Kyle Shanahan, right? Mm-hmm. Sean mm-hmm. McVay, et cetera, et cetera. If you're one of those teams, let's say Kyle Shanahan and the Niners win the Super Bowl. Okay. The NFL is a bit of a copycat league. Do some of those other offensive minded coaches, I'm not saying that they willfully play a guy who was drafted in the seventh round, but they look at it and say, Maybe we should be more into developing guys that we take in the later rounds to see if we've got a diamond in the rough there.
2: Well, let's just think about that for a quick second. Why did Brock Purdy become the starting quarterback of the 49ers? (laughs)
0: Uh, Because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and he stunk?
2: Yes, and there's another layer to the story, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because what's the kid's name? He was the kid from like North Dakota State or one of those kinds of schools. He barely played in college, and then he was a first-round pick. What was this kid's name? And they they traded him to Dallas last year. Come on.
0: Oh, um, Trey Lance. yeah.
2: Trey yeah. Lance, right. So so they drafted a guy in the first round who they thought they were going to develop. They traded up to get him. And they, they realized after like two seasons, you know what? We don't think he's that good, and he can't stay healthy. And you know what? Because we were desperate and we had to play the first-year player, a rookie, who was drafted in the seventh round, who when we drafted him, we were like, maybe he's a practice roster guy, maybe at best. Now all of a sudden he's thrust into starting action, and oh my God, this kid's balling on a budget. By the way, DeAndre, did you hear the way I said that? (laughs) I did, yeah. See, that's why Austin (laughs) Reeves and D'Angelo Russell want to hang out with a guy like me because I say cool stuff like that, balling on a budget. You feel me? I feel you, Doc. Okay, thank you, man. (laughs) appreciate that. So, George, your question is, will other teams look into the latter part of the draft and go, you know what, we don't have to draft a guy number 1 overall. We don't have to draft a guy 1, 2, or 3. We can go get a guy like, I'll give you an example, Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders. I'll ask you this question, George. Who would you rather have as your quarterback right now, Aiden O'Connell or Zach Wilson? Ooh, listen to the thinking. Listen to the brain go to work here. Um, I'd probably want Aiden O'Connell, to be honest Okay, but, but it's a, it's, it's a question really? mark, right?
1: Really? Yeah. What do you think, i I'm D? not a
0: Zach Wilson guy. I was never, even when he was drafted, like, I just didn't think he was that good.
2: Okay, Big D, what do you say? I don't, I don't know. I might have to go with Zach Wilson. I don't know. That's a hard one. I, a, but is it close? Yeah, it's pretty close. For a, okay, yeah, it's okay. It's relatively so, totally close. So, so, so Zach Wilson was a first-round draft choice, right? And Aiden O'Connell's a fourth-round draft choice, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you have to think about that a little bit. Just because you're a first-round draft choice does not guarantee success. In fact, it's like a 50-50 crapshoot, frankly. You know? So, can you find... Back to your original question, George. Can you find guys to become starting quarterbacks in the NFL who are not first-round draft choices? And will other teams give it consideration? You know what the answer is? What? No. Okay. What do you
0: think? I I think teams should always be drafting quarterbacks. I'm a big believer in the Ron Wolf system in Green Bay. We've talked about this before. I'd always take a quarterback every year. I wouldn't necessarily take him high every year, but I'd take someone in the fourth round, fifth round, whatever round, and just because you don't have to pay those guys very much, if at all, uh, and then I would be, all right, let's see what he's got in training camp and just see what they've got.
2: I think that's what the Rams were thinking last year when they took that kid out of Georgia. I don't think anybody right. thought he was going to be a starting quarterback, but they're like, right. you know what? This guy's got two national championships. He's got something in his body that he knows how to play ball, mm-hmm. you know? And so, listen, here, you want to hear, here's a good example for you. Give me a good one, Kevin. All right. You guys are going to love this. You ready? So, you know, my boy AVP yesterday signed as the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, right? Right. And they're going to probably take Jaden Daniels or Drake May. And they've got, I think, the fourth pick in the draft, something like that. I thought they had the... Oh yeah, they might Chicago may have does they have the first answer? Chicago time? has the first. Yeah. Anyway, here's the thing. So I, I think they have the third, don't they? Either they're way, not. they're gonna have an opportunity to draft one of the top three. Yeah, Patriots have right? the third pick. Okay, great. So my boy signs this deal with the uh with the Patriots, and I said to him, I go, dude, you, you need a quarterback immediately. And he's like, Yeah, we do, no doubt. Um he goes, but but people inside the Patriots were like, hey, don't quite give up on Mac Jones quite yet. And I was like, they did? Really? And the way they kind of would tell the story is, Belichick just destroyed this dude emotionally. you know. And getting rid of Belichick may give this kid a chance to be decent. I'm not saying great. I'm not saying Tom Brady. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, I I got the sense, this was a sense from a conversation, that they don't necessarily want to give up on him. I'm not saying they won't take a quarterback. They probably will. I mean, they should. Of course they should. But the kid may not be ready to play right away. And you may do what Kansas city did with Patrick Mahomes. You may do what he's your Alex Smith. Maybe exactly. Exactly. So back to your question, do you take a guy like Brock Purdy in the late rounds and hope that he becomes a starting quarterback? Maybe. Or do you take a guy and develop him behind a, a legitimate starter?
0: Do you think it's a system too that Brock Purdy's in? I mean, the well, I, I think the has. Shanahan system is very. I mean, the West Coast offense for a guy who's accurate is a perfect system. There's. More no Moreover,
2: moreover, beyond just the system, and it's a good point. It's the roster. Like, oh, what right. if the roster is stacked for sure? Right. So, so what if I told you that Brock Purdy? What if I told you? Right. This is a thirty for thirty now. If Brock Purdy were the quarterback of the Patriots the last two years. No, it's not as good because the receivers stink and that's yeah. Right. And if good. Mac Jones were the quarterback of the
0: Niners the last two years, would they be better than um than he's been? Yeah, he'd yeah, be better, right. but
2: I don't know if he'd be as hey, good as Purdy. If Zach Wilson were the quarterback of the Niners the last two years nah, rather stinks. than the Jets. No, nah. nah, he stinks. Uh, no, I'm not so sure. Stinky Zachy. No, nah, I'm not so <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, listen, I- I'm a fan. And his mom's best friend is a fan. He may only have two. What is wrong with you? Did you get that,
0: D? <sighs> Are you? Is there more on there that, that you're doing with that? Or uh, just want to make yeah. sure everybody got that. Yeah. All right. You know what, Cappy? Tell me. I think that I would continue to take quarterbacks. Is my point. They're the most valuable commodity. Because think about it. When I was talking about the Ron Wolf stuff, at one point they had Matt Hasselbeck. Under Brett Favre, Mark Brunel, and
2: Aaron Brooks, they traded all those guys for extra picks. And I want to say that at one point in that quarterback room, you also had Kurt Warner.
0: Maybe I don't recall that to be.
2: Yeah, the case. I mean, I think Kurt Warner was in like training. A- is camp that for those after guys. or before the Iowa Barnstormers? After the Iowa Barnstormers, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe it was before the Iowa Barnstormers. Uh, anyway. That's pretty amazing to have that many quarterbacks in the same room. Yeah, no, but that's the point is if you
0: keep taking them, you're going to find those guys eventually, and they are commodities. Like, you can trade guys for more picks. It's, not, it's just a smart way of doing business. And by the way, you're helping those guys out too because they're not going to play behind Brett Favre, <laughs> you know what I mean, in that scenario. So, you know, you might as well give them that opportunity. You win and they win because they go to a place where they can start.
2: I mean, I'm literally just looking at the entire league right now to try and figure out what teams start quarterbacks that are not first rounders. I mean, even okay, Philadelphia, a second rounder, right? Uh, Dallas, I think Dak Prescott was a third fourth rounder. rounder, fourth rounder. Yeah. Okay, but um, I mean, again, I'm just looking at this. Green Bay, first rounder. Detroit. First round. No Chicago, majority of the rounder. quarterbacks
0: are first round guys. Yeah. There's no doubt about
2: that. Yeah, but there's just the, and, and even if I look at, you know, Tennessee, a second round guy, you know, uh, but the Raiders a fourth rounder who started for them this past year and the Niners have a seventh rounder. The Niners are in the Super Bowl and their starting quarterback is the lowest drafted player of all starting quarterbacks in the NFL and that's unofficial. That's right off the top of my head, but I'm just looking at the list right now. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. It is amazing. You know what else is amazing? Tell me. That there's a guy that can help you if you get into an accident.
1: His- Thanks, Christopher. I don't know. Is, is Christopher an angel to you, Sadato? Mm. Sometimes. Sometimes.
2: Not to me. He's a devil. No, he's definitely a devil to you.
1: <laughs> well, Cappy, you do tend to act a little devilish sometimes. Well,
2: that's actually a good bit, I think. Uh, instead of Charlie's angels, Cappy's devils. I like there that. There you go.
1: Who would be on your, your devil's list?
2: Well, I definitely would have Chris in the middle. I'd have Big D off to the right. What? Big D? What? And then I'd probably have to have Lindsey Baseball on the other side. I am oh, a devil.
1: I would agree with that one. But, but DeAndre is innocent. I know
2: he's a, he's a, a good fire. young man, but, you know, yeah. he, he could be influenced by Chris, I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: speaking of influence, I'd love to influence you to try some Tequila Mandala, which Radio Tinder is presented by. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala.
1: Take a minute, all right, Zanato. All right, so I'm going to do one quick one since we're super behind and we got to get caught back up. So, yeah. during last night's USC Oregon hoops game, the Ducks ran away with the game late in the fourth, giving yeah. Dave Pash and Bill Walton some, you know, like extra oh, time to chat. I
0: love Dave Pash and Bill Walton. I wish I would have known they were they were doing the game because I would have totally tuned in just for them.
2: Oh, well, wait till you hear this. Well, yeah,
1: Bill Walton told a great story like only Bill Walton does. So here's a, a quick clip about. Hims talking about the time when he played at USC and he auditioned for a role when he met George Lucas.
2: I auditioned for Chewie Baca
0: and they said, no, but we're going to model the character after you. You were in Ghostbusters, and people didn't yes. know that. So, again, I, I, I think there's a great chance that this is a true story. They're going to
1: look at <laughs> <laughs> so, so he claims that he uh, Chewbacca was modeled after him, which, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Bill Walton, I don't know if there's like a whole lot of truth to his stories, but they're very entertaining. Oh, I buy it. Okay. I buy
0: it. Why not? I mean, Bill Walton, George Lucas, George Lucas, L.A., Bill yeah, Walton, it does make UCLA, sense. you know, San Diego guy, Southern California guy. I totally can see that. For sure.
1: So inst- Bill Walton
2: is a wacky dude, man. Let me He's tell you the George He's the um, best. George, listen, I, I've gotten to be pretty close with Bill over the years. Um, you got to see Bill's house, and I'm yeah, saying he lives it in like South that, South by yeah, you. I'm saying that like is in like I guess that might people be like, oh, okay, cool. You aren't you super cool? You've been to Bill's. Bill's house. He has got a drum set yeah. that was brought to his house by the Grateful Dead when they. Everybody came to his house, the whole band, all their families, and they were having like a big party at his house for like days staying at his house. He got a teepee in his backyard and he <laughs> lives on this just insane piece of property. So the, the, the roadies took the drum set and rather than it being sat down where the, you know, the floor toms and the, the basin, everything is on the floor. Everything is up above so that Bill can stand and play. Right. I, I have ridden thousands and thousands of miles on my bike with Bill Walton and I don't say a damn word. Bill does all the talking. And he just gets yeah. you to where you're going.
0: I mean, Dave Pash does the same uh, for the most part. I mean, occasionally he
2: calls a play during the game.
1: I was going to say, he's got to love that gig. You know, he barely has, you know, he just kind of lets Bill run off with his stories like this yeah. one.
2: George, yeah. if we ever need a segment off, we call Bill. Yeah. Oh my God, let him start, just go. A right, segment, an hour. Right. What are you talking about? We go, Bill, Ireland how are says, you?
1: Yeah, Ireland says like, oh, you just call Bill and you tell him, how's it going, Bill? And yep. he goes on and on and on. You could walk out and go to the bathroom and come yeah. back and he'll still be talking. You just
2: let him go. Let him do his thing. <laughs> so Get out in, the damn way.
1: In relation to that story that he told, instead of having you guys swipe, which Star Wars character would you want to audition for?
0: Oh, Han Solo.
1: Well, that's it. That is mm. a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ray. Sure. I love Ray. She's my favorite.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, you got. Cappy's figure. not a Star Wars guy, so no. But you got to figure I'm Luke, right? I mean, devilishly handsome, incredibly <laughs> agile, you know, strong, tough. See,
1: that's, that's how I think of Han Solo, though. I feel Han like Han Solo is actually in the badass. first
0: ones. I mean, Luke is the is the character, but Han Solo steals the movie. Oh, he Yeah, does. Luke's
1: kind of a nerd. He is. Don't you think?
2: I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like you know he's.
1: I mean, got he's that a Jedi. Lightsaber. So yeah, yeah that's, he got that that's
2: lightsaber. Awesome. He can. You can do some damage with that thing. He about, is kind
0: of dorky though. How about you Big D? I can see me being Mace Windu. Oh yeah, come on now. Mace
2: on, Windu. Now. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson, bro. Yeah, come on now, cap. Dog, I'm sorry, but Mace Windu is not in the original Star Wars. Yes, he is. <laughs> who is he? He's on He's the, the Jedi yeah, Master yeah, the who teaches
0: who runs the Jedi Temple. He's not Billy D Williams? <laughs> no, man. Billy D Williams is not Mace Windu. Who is he? Who's Billy D Williams? Oh. Billy D. Williams, uh, what was the name of his character? Um, God. Wait, Samuel L. L. Is...
2: Jackson's in the very first original Star no, Wars not, No, His character
1: is mentioned, though, because it's part of the original book.
2: Oh, well, I don't know anything about that. What he just, just doesn't like, make, make an character? appearance
1: in the movies until. Uh,
0: Lando, Lando uh, Calrissian is his name in the movie. That's what it is. He's hmm. like, um, you know, Lando's basically like a. Uh, he's a captain. Yeah, but he's also him and Han are kind of like uh, have similar like characters, right? Like if I recall correctly, Lando is kind of like Han, where he's kind of like, you know, a little bit of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Well, he helped rescue Han.
0: He did eventually, but he also led them to Darth Vader at first. So he's kind of a schemer, you know what yeah, I mean? Like Han, that's a like Han Solo it. was, he's right? He's a schemer yeah. for
1: sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So there you go. Big D, who'd you say you are? Mace Windu. Mace Windu, bro. What what movie is he in? He's in Revenge of the Sith. Isn't that
2: one? He's he's in in a bunch of movies. He's
1: He's in all three of the newest ones.
2: All right, I've not seen any of these movies.
1: And he was in the
0: in the in the first uh, the the next three, which were actually the first three. Hmm.
1: One, two, and three. Four, five, and six being the originals. You gotta watch it, cat. (laughs) No
2: dog. I'm I'm out on Star Wars. Yeah.
1: You don't like Star Wars.
2: Yeah, he doesn't. We
0: you you were, have you not been around for these conversations
1: before? Uh, yeah, I just feel like it's one thing to be like, "Oh, like I've seen it, it's just whatever," but to be like, "No, I'm not watching it." No, I'm out. Yeah. Okay.
0: He's out on Star Wars. Like I'm out on Reacher without watching it. Right. I know. Uh, <laughs> all right, Cappy. Coming up next. Yeah. You should watch Reacher. It's better than Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it uh, Darvin Ham apparently is annoying Laker fans in a, in a different way now, all of a sudden. So we'll get to that in a second. But first, tell us about your friend, Avner Gatt.
2: Yeah. Hey, so what a great song. You remember this song, Cappy? Of course. You know that tonight, George, I'm going to be going to my favorite local music club Yeah. down here in my vacation home in South South, and mm. um, they have a Billy Joel tribute band tonight. Oh, well, that's awesome. Maybe they'll sing this one. I'm sure they will. I've never seen a Billy Joel tribute band, you know? Well, there you go. This is a first for everything. Looking forward to it tonight. Cappy, before
0: I get back to the Lakers, I actually want to talk about the Dodgers for a second. Oh, really? And there's one thing that I feel like they've omitted in all this spending spree that they've, uh, you know, gone through the last couple months, right? They added pitching. They added two, you know, frontline pitchers. They added Otani, who eventually will pitch, we assume, down the road. Um, But obviously, it was the biggest fish to get. You know the one thing they're missing? Are you going to tell me that they didn't go out and get themselves a shortstop? No, a
2: closer. Oh, all right. Remember last year how much of a pain in the ass that was? Yeah, they. Uh, it will be interesting to see what they decide to do for at, at closer. Well, you know, will they close with committee? Will they? Will they pick somebody? Will they say, "Hey, we got somebody who we think can do it"? Will they make a move? So unlike you, I subscribe to Blake Harris's Substack. Yeah, um, but unlike you, I hang out with Blake Harris and his uncle at Yamava.
0: Right which is fair, but I also pay
2: for his <laughs> sub stack. So there's that.
0: <laughs> I paid for his beer. <laughs> and so I I read his sub stack because it's very good. And today, this one caught my attention because of that specific conversation he was having on his sub stack about the lack of a closer. Mm-hmm. And his point is valid, which is basically like, yo, you spent all this money. Like, what do you care about adding a closer? So here he 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 says they should go after Devin Williams of the Milwaukee Brewers. Devin Williams was in-freaking-credible, okay, last year. He won the Rookie of the Year in 2020, um, and his numbers are out of control. In 206 games, this kid has posted a 1.76 ERA, okay? Mm -hmm. And and that's over 200 innings that he's pitched in those 206 games. Like, that's Mariano Rivera-type stuff right there, okay? Um, He won the Reliever of the Year Award again last year. And in 61 games last season, he had a 1.53 ERA. Like, the, ki- the kid is insane, okay? So, granted, the best part of this is you don't have to pay him a lot of money because he's still under contract for the next two years uh, under club control, which means he's going to make very little money. It's going to cost you assets. But if you're the Dodgers who have this incredible farm system all- over all these years— wouldn't you go and send some of those young prospects for a guy that is going to be cost-controlled for at least the
2: next two years? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, if, if you think you've got a World Series team and you've certainly paid for it, so you should think you've got it, and you think that this guy is the best young closer in baseball and you have all these assets that are probably not going to be playing in the major leagues anytime soon and your farm system is one of the best in baseball, then yeah, then then go make a move. And by the way, even if you're Milwaukee and you're planning on holding the Dodgers theoretically hostage cuz you know that they're desperate for a closer and you don't really want to part with this guy for all the reasons you well, just said. Well, they just
0: traded their best pitcher and starting pitcher in Corbin Burns. So clearly there's a fire sale going on.
2: Well, all I'm saying is is yeah, if you're if you're Milwaukee and you and you're dealing with the Dodgers and you know what they've got um and you know what their goals are, hold them hostage. Get everything you can for the guy.
0: Sure, but if you're the Dodgers, you you have a, a, an incredible amount of talent down there. Like, that shouldn't be an issue, nor should it be a deterrent, uh, because it really is one of the few holes that you have.
2: I'm going to say this right now. Uh, Uh-oh. Dodgers better win the World Series this year, and I say better, not for me, and I'm not even saying for the Dodger fan base. I mean, for for all the money and improvements that they've made to a team that every single year wins the division except two years ago when San Francisco had a magical year for a team that has been so good for so long, but has, let's face it, very little to show for it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the year. And, and, you know, you might even say it's not good enough to just win one, you know, because Otani's not even likely going to pitch this year. So, you know, getting back all the pitching that they didn't have last year and then adding to it what they did in the offseason, Dodgers, it will be a colossal failure if they don't win the World
0: Series. 100%. It is championship or bust. And by the way, Cappy, we are a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Camelback Ranch.
2: Yeah, and then um, before you know it, I mean, it's like early spring training. Padres, Dodgers get started playing in like, I want to say February 23rd, 4th, somewhere in that neighborhood. And then the Padres and the Dodgers go to Korea to play right. two games that count on the regular season, but then they come back to finish spring finish training. Finish off
0: spring training, yeah. 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 Uh, Linz, we need to get Balake back starting uh, next week, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Let's do it.
2: We're Wait, back. Blake and, Blake and his uncle last week at Yamaba, man, they were they were the life of the party. Let me tell you something. Uncle is a wise guy, just though, by the way. Yeah. I don't, I don't you know think that, that
1: that's a that. very, like, that's kind of a fl- inflammatory accusation, isn't it?
2: Not even one bit. In fact, it's a complete compliment. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I think different things mean – it means different things coming from different people.
2: Well, Cappy,
0: I will say this. We just did real Dodger talk right there. How about that? that That's On February 2nd, we did real Dodger
2: talk. That's hardcore for people. By the way, you want want more? George, I'm watching the NHL All-Star Challenge right now. That's the sort of deep, embedded sort of sports fan I am. I know people want to hear my commentary on the uh, Kings firing their coach today. I'll save that. I'll save that for you. Okay,
0: let's save that. Let's get back to the Lakers coach uh, infuriating people. Let's do that in a second. But first, guys, Valentine.